Hello, Bakersfield. I'm Andre Gonzalez. I'm Rachel Magnus. I'm Jesus Gonzalez. I'm Carla Barrientos. And you're listening to Hello, Bakersfield, the podcast that needs a dollar, a dollar, a dollar. That's what we need. Hey, hey. <laughs> we need a dollar, I'm a good. dollar, a dollar. That's what we need. Hey, hey. I need a dollar, a dollar, a dollar. That's what we need. Hey, Someone hey. give me a rope. <laughs> And if we share with you our story, would you share your dollar with me? Yeah. What? (laughs) What? Exactly. It's as good as the original. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I do that? Because we, that is the theme song for the Money Wise Guys radio show. And we have one of the hosts for the Money Wise Mm. Guys radio show, Mr. David Anderson. Hello, thank you. Yeah, we want to thank you for being on our show, man. If you, you want Andre to sing the um, intro song you know for future episodes, just keep us posted. Yeah. We'll book him in. We can't promise it'll be as riveting as this performance. Absolutely. It went on just a little bit longer than I expected it to go. <laughs> this is a common do. theme. Yeah. <laughs> right when that it starts to goal. feel awkward. I, I like the commitment. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I thought it was great. So I love it. I no. bet you know who else thought it was great? <laughs> Rachel Gonzalez. <laughs> Andre's <My> mother. <laughs> Which is why you're doing the podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. Only the guests could see how red the faces are in this room. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, welcome, Dave. Appreciate your um, participation in today's podcast. Yeah, you bet. And uh, we're going to get to you in just a few minutes. But before we do so, we are going to check in with our Hello Bakersfield team. I'm going to kick it over to Rachel because she has a prompt. Well, because of today's guest and his career in financial planning, I thought we would talk about something I know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask everybody what they, how you spend your money, what you enjoy spending money on, and um, if you want to, what's your best purchase? That's a really hard question. I don't think I could ever come up with it. But Carla... How do you spend most of your money? I'm wow. sure once you had a child, things shifting drastically. Shift. Yes. I, I didn't know what you were going to ask. I thought you were going to be like, okay, in light of this, how much money does everyone make? <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I like to spend my money. Now that I have a kid, of course, that has totally, I mean, I basically, he's getting, you know, Amazon Santa's visiting our house every day, Target Santa. We're getting packages every day of just like Is stuff. that what you call the mailman? Yes. <laughs> I was like, Target yeah. Santa. I know Target Santa, Amazon Santa, dressed in brown, you know, UPS. Um, but mostly his stuff. But I really, my favorite purchases are things for other people. I like to see, I like to give, I like to give gifts. I will find things, um, that I think other people would really like. I really like giving books. If uh, my friends with kids, getting their kids, little things that like stuck out to me or that remind me of their kid. Um, I love buying things for other people. Uh, I never really like shopping for myself too much because I don't like spending money, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't mind receiving gifts. Like, so George. Well, I was going to say, you know. people that typically <laughs> like to give gifts also like to receive them. Yes. If the love languages are correct. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And I, I just, it's my thing. I just bought a friend a book and then I have a, a girlfriend in Colorado who has a daughter who um, her and her husband are, they love to skateboard. They love, she loves to do a lot of things that are kind of known as being, you know, quote unquote masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, you know they their daughter she's they're raising her to skateboard and hike and um, be outdoorsy and snowboard and I went to Santa Barbara and there's this really great shop called uh, Asher's Market uh, the woman who opened it actually opened it because when she had a daughter she couldn't find anything that had dinosaurs on it um, that was for girls she's like it, I had to basically shop in the boys section which is fine but why why do we say boys have trucks and dinosaurs and girls have princess and bows so her store is just a mix of all that she's got oh. clothes with math problems on it and dinosaurs are all these like neon colors and I, I got my uh, my friend's daughter a little shirt because it's just it reminded me of you know the way they they live and the way they they're raising their kids so I just love buying for others. So beautiful, Carla. Oh, it is. Well, thank you. (laughs) How about you? All the feels. (laughs) How about you, Jesus? What do you like to spend your money on? Oh, dear God, I'm I'm very afraid to admit on the radio. (laughs) You you better tell us. (laughs) Oh my God! Well, I'm I'm a true Capricorn. I love receiving gifts. So I love spending money on me. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I love, I love fashion. Um, I love, you know, right now I'm, I've been spending a lot of money on the house just because it's still kind of, we're putting it everything together. But I love fashion. I love spending money on clothes, cute clothes. Um, and the story that comes to mind is I flew to Boston uh, to visit my friend. And this is when I first started dating Derek. And I really had no, like... A perception of like what a budget was or like <laughs> I think Derek would um, argue that you might still not have that <laughs> I've come a long way since we were in Bakersfield <laughs> but I um yeah we, we were I, we were shopping um and um I dropped like $1,700 on a pair of boots and wait one pair one pair and oh you were very around. beautiful pair of e, uh, YSLs and I remember coming home and Derek was like so how much did you spend did you stay within like what I told you to, to buy and I was like um, <laughs> about that <laughs> yes oh dear god I felt like we almost got divorced and we hadn't even been engaged <laughs> but uh I yeah I, I like clothes um but if you spend money on something like that, you, it lasts forever. So, and how are those investment. boots doing now? I believe they I've heard are a... holding strong right. and fabulous as ever. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? Um, I am. You know, I'm kind of like Carla. I hate like buying. Like, I don't really love shopping, especially for myself. Um, but I love spending money on experiences, whether it be travel or a good meal. Um, there's never like a budget for that, and entertaining. Like, I've will pull out all the stops if I have somebody over for dinner and it's like, never tell Henry exactly how much that that dinner costs because he would not believe that you could spend that much on a dinner. But, um, you know, I love setting a good scene. I think I've talked about that on here. But really experiences. Um, I don't think Henry and I have ever exchanged like actual gifts. We always want to go on a trip together or go to a nice dinner, have a nice meal. Yeah, they say spending on experiences is like the one way you spend money and it comes back to you because, mm-hmm. you know, that experience can stay with you forever. Yeah. So. And bring on all the good food and all the travel. That's yes. what I need. I know it seems like I travel all the time on the show, but you can do. do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the goal. So, <laughs> Andre, how about you? Yeah, I really like this question because I was reflecting on my own personal evolution. When I was in college, um, I was so materialistic in the sense that I had to have the best clothes. I was always shopping for new clothes. Uh, I had to have the best laptop, the best phone, the best, you know, everything in my life had to be better than anybody else. And it like 
the quality of stuff had to be new and I was always, you know, competing. It was like never ending, like mm-hmm. unquenchable thirst of just <laughs> new products and technology and just I had to get it, right? And then uh, one day I just realized what I was doing and it wasn't satisfying and I, I really had like a like an awakening and I became a minimalist. And so I just stopped buying clothes for years and I just tried to, you know, do do what with what what I had and make do with what I had and it was actually really um, a good practice and so you know as I got older I found somewhat of a balance um, and but I'm like you Rachel in the in the sense that you know experiences really mean a lot to me and the the moments that I'm happiest are not when I have you know a new pair of shoes or a brand new laptop but it's when I'm with my family it's when I'm with my friends and we're you know, outside on a beautiful day, just, you know, having a good time or, you know, we're just those experiences or, you know, I remember actually several of us in this room were, you know, out on some any given night after a museum event walking, you know, downtown, you know, from the museum to, you know, Tiki Co. Tiki Co. or wherever it is. But, you know, it wasn't even getting, it wasn't even the experience at Tiki Co. It was that walk to Tiki Co. and the conversations and the laughs and the jokes and whatnot. Those experiences are what means a lot to me and have really enriched my life. And so um, I like to spend my money on all that. Like, I'll, I'll pay you to walk with me at night or something. You know, I mean, that's the type of thing that brings me joy. I love How that. do you feel, Jesus? I, I love that. I like tears in my eyes. <laughs> because it is, it's like, a, it, it is. As fun as it is to spend money on materialistic things, I think that those experiences with, and those exchanges with people, I think are what make um, our experiences, especially here in the community, you know, I think you've said it so lovely and I agree with it all. And I'm That's really impressed. <laughs> I'm really impressed about, you know, rolling back on the technology because I really don't know how you get by with that Motorola Razor phone. Um, but it's impressive. It's impressive. <laughs> I love you. He said he's found balance now. He's that not a complete balance. minimalist. An yeah, iPhone 4. Yeah. iPhone. Could be a Roku remote. Could be a phone. We're not sure. We're not sure. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh. <laughs> I'm like zero yeah, technology. You're no technology. No. Yeah. Uh, but that brings us to our, our guest. Oh yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, David Anderson, uh, Money Wise Guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm gonna uh, move it over to uh, Rachel Magnus for mm-hmm. the introduction. Thank you. Well, David, thank you for being here. Um, David moved to Bakersfield in 2001. He was raised in Arizona and then off to Utah. And you you think your family still is in Utah. I know you go there quite frequently. Um, But he is the co-owner of MoneyWise Wealth Management. Um, And he is a major local philanthropist as well. Um, Gets involved in some very... Important causes, if I do say so myself, some that we share a passion for, um, but and also is very good at balancing work and um, personal life. So that's something I'd like to talk to you about. But David, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. We are. Um, I'm excited for this conversation, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's interesting. You know, I wouldn't ever think I could be friends with somebody that's a financial advisor. (laughs) (laughs) We're that bad, huh? (laughs) You know, there is, I was thinking that too, you know, you're such an interesting person. I'm so excited that you're here and we get to talk to you because there is kind of a stereotype with Mm -hmm. financial, you know, people that, that balance isn't there. 
very rigid. Yes. Well, no it's fun. like one step mm-hmm. over from the accountant. Yes. You know, and the right. accountant's stereotype that. is rough. And one of my best friends, Ariadne Simmental, is an accountant, and she is not like the stereotype, <laughs> and neither are you, but they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Traditionally, kind of rigid. Yeah, that's true. I don't have any financial advisor friends. Yeah, you know, we it, it's uh, which there are some wonderful financial advisors, mm-hmm. great people, uh, but I tend to be most comfortable in different crowds. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. So, how? Let's talk about start from the beginning. You end mm-hmm. up in Bakersfield in two thousand one. How does Money Wise become? So I was uh, finishing up school at the time. I was living in Utah, and my business partner, Sherrod, we we had met years ago in Mexico, and we had stayed friends, and his father worked in finance and was kind of going to take over the family business, and and I had gotten a job in Virginia, was moving to Virginia. In fact, the truck was loaded and halfway across the U.S., and Sherrod stopped by my house in Utah to say goodbye. And during this conversation, we started talking about, oh, we should have started a business together. Oh, it's a shame we didn't do that. Anyway, in the course of the conversation, decided to change plans completely, decided to move to Bakersfield to start a business. And so I called the moving company, said, you got to turn the truck around. I was in Bakersfield before Sherrod got back from vacation. <laughs> he, he was wow. born and raised in Bakersfield. And Soon after getting here, we realized that taking over his family business was not going to happen for different reasons. And so almost immediately, we went out on our own and uh, started in spare bedroom in my apartment. And, you know, initially we were doing more insurance sales, more than financial planning, but the goal was always to become a full service, fee-based financial planning firm. But that's, that's hard to do because you don't make your money up front. And so we just continued to work on the business. We had a real, we had a defined place where we wanted to go and where we wanted MoneyWise uh, to be. And so eventually we grew up and ended up actually acquiring MoneyWise, purchased MoneyWise. And, and it, in that purchase ended up getting a radio show, which was never in the cards. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it just kind of happened throughout the years. So. And what a unique like mission you guys have as a um, you guys are so present in the community. Mm-hmm. I don't think um, that's also typical for you know a financial yeah. um, advisor or company that does that. And you are very involved in organizations like the in Bakersfield, like the Bakersfield Museum mm-hmm. of Art, and and I think with the radio show it allows you to have this very um, community based presence yeah. and. Did so? It sounds like I didn't realize that you acquired the radio show with that. Mm-hmm. Did that change shift the mission of Money Wise? Yeah, or? It, it really did. Uh, we we suddenly had a voice. You know, we could say things, and people were listening. And with financial advising, that, that the key is how, how do you find people? How do you get people to listen to you? Mm-hmm. And the radio show gave us that opportunity. And then I, I think it was over the course of doing the show a few years. We realized initially it was just to get business. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to say things and people will come in and, and we'll be able to manage their assets. And it became much more than that very quickly. And both Sherrod and I are not really driven by money, by, by having money and acquiring things. Where we get a lot of our happiness and, and fulfillment is in doing something with, with, with what we have. And so our, inv- our involvement in the community 
is 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 driven by our desire to improve the community and help the community. And so we feel uh, we have a unique opportunity. Money is a language, and it's a language that many people do not speak. And in fact, they're scared of of money. But it's very costly to not speak that language because you know money is in our lives constantly. And so we feel we play we we can play a unique role of of helping people understand the language of money so they make better you know better decisions. When I think of of corporate social responsibility and community involvement, I think you guys are such a staple in our community and really a um, a I don't know if template is the right word, but an example of kind of what how others can be involved because um, you guys are very successful and yet give back so much to the community. Are there any particular organizations that you? feel more um, kind of attached to or, or maybe different projects in the mm-hmm. community that really kind of speak to you and, and, and why do those speak to you? Yeah, I would say probably the Bakersfield Museum of Art, you know, we've, we've been involved in for a few years and, and been involved with Art After Dark. And I was just so impressed with the museum and what they were doing. And so to be involved in it in a small way is, has been really rewarding. And, and then a, a couple years ago, we wanted uh, to inspire our, all of our employees also to be more engaged in the community. And so we came up with a program called MoneyWise Gives Back. And we used to once a month, we would take all the employees out for lunch. And we instead, now we give each employee the opportunity to choose a local charity. And we highlight that charity on the radio show and then we'll go out, visit, and they'll you know, take us on a tour, and we, we make a donation. And the cool thing about that is, is it's opened my eyes to all of the people out there that are doing amazing things in Bakersfield. And, uh, but I, I think my most favorite is, is the Bakersfield Museum of Art, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I remember um, it was the first season of Art After Dark, which we're now in our fourth season. And we had gotten through the whole year, and I was on our concluding um, event is the Surrealist Masquerade every season. And I had really big dreams just put, when I was putting this together. The program had been growing, and it's like, I need a little bit more money. I was like, I'm going to just ask David and see if he could help me with this. And I asked for $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can do so much with a thousand dollars, and now the relationship has grown exponentially, and it has. Um, they now underwrite the whole season of Art After Dark and are a vital part to the success of the program. And so, thank you. It's been fun to work with you guys. And- yeah, oh, it's been great. It, it is so amazing to see what uh, it, a big part of my evolution, you know, changing my view of Bakersfield, actually really started at the museum. Seeing creative people do interesting things, mm-hmm. it brings together a unique crowd. Uh, so, I mean, I, I couldn't be happier to be involved in it in a small way. I have a question. When you um, moved here um, in 2001, was it your first time in Bakersfield or had you visited Sherrod before? I, I'd visited. I'd lived in L.A. for a short period of time and I had come up and I had seen him, but I had spent very little time here, didn't know anything about and Bakersfield. And what was that moving to Bakersfield like in 2001? Oh, God. It, it was, it was uh, eye-opening to me. Uh, you, you know, I... When I came here, I said I decided a day earlier to move here. And when we got into town, we rented a uh, room at the Motel 6 on White Lane. And this was in August. (laughs) And and we had gotten late at night. It was like 3 in the morning. And the next morning, I woke up and went outside. 
And, you know, it was so hot. Welcome and to the Bakersfield. pool was like half empty and it was full of people swimming in it. And I was like, what have I done? <laughs> and it did take me a few years to, uh, I, I think, see it for really what, what it is, the, the beautiful place that it is. Uh, but it, it took some time. And now you take so much advantage of Bakersfield and what it offers. And yeah. not just what we've already talked about and getting involved in the community, but the natural environment that yes. we have here. Talk a little bit about the exploring you've done of our natural environment. Yeah, I think, you know, you guys, I hear, I listen to the podcast, I'm a fan of the podcast, but you talk about, you know, what are the hidden, you know, gems in Bakersfield? It's the, the what our outdoors has to offer, outdoor mm-hmm. spaces, the Kern River. You know, we talk about the Kern River like it's a monster. Mm-hmm. You know, it's attacking people and stay away from that. And certainly there's inherent dangers with the outdoors, but it's amazing in just a 30, 40 minute drive, you can get in to some of the most beautiful country in the world. Uh, Hardly anyone takes advantage of it. And it's right here. It's accessible to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are just so many, so many places close. It's it's one of my favorite aspects of living. Yeah, you frequently do day trips. Mm -hmm. You've been camping a lot. Yes. Uh, Where are some of your favorite spots? I love, you know, my one of my favorite spots is Alder Creek Campground, which is if you go up to 155 towards Alta Sierra, there's a little turnoff. And the campground's great because there's a creek running through it. Mm. There's hardly anybody there. It's just amazing. So, yeah. Did you grow up camping? Yeah. So, be, raised most of my life in Utah. And so, the outdoors nature was a big part of my life. I find a lot of peace out there. Uh, it's a way to kind of refresh, re- reset my mind. Um, and so it's all, it's always been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a confession to make. All right. Dave. I, I've I'm been excited a, for this. No, <laughs> I've, uh, been a fanboy for a number of years because I, I've listened to the money wise guys radio show. Oh, that's uh, great. I can't for believe. years and years. <laughs> and I, and actually I, I'm honest, I'm not trying to blow smoke. I'm being honest. I honestly thought that it was a nationally syndicated show when I first heard it. Oh, good. That's good. That's a, that's because, a great compliment. Because you yeah. never, initially, in the earlier years, I don't remember hearing a lot about Bakersfield specifically, mm-hmm. but it was more about finance. And I honestly thought the the level of production, I mean, your, your voices on, on the show, not only yours, but, um, you know, Garo and mm-hmm. Sherrod, I mean, you guys were excellent. You guys still are. Um so I'm not sure what my question is, but anyway, I was just <laughs> going really nice to say that. Yeah, and then also like, well, how do you see your show? Um, what what what, do you, what what what's your mission? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to do with your show? Because you don't just focus on finance; you mm-hmm. also try to explore issues related to the community. Mm-hmm. You've had me on several mm-hmm. times to talk about various different issues. Um, so talk to us about that. Yeah. So. Um, what we want to do ultimately is is help people establish a good relationship with money because it can really impact their life in positive ways. And we try very hard to not be political. Uh, you know, there's so much of that on the radio. And, and when, once you take a side politically, it's like, you know, half, whoever doesn't agree turns off immediately. Mm-hmm. And good financial decisions are are not are apolitical, uh, and so really what we're trying to do again is help people realize that if you have a relationship with money that is not helping you, it's a stressor in your life. You can actually change that relationship, and the impact on your life, your kids' lives, the community is enormous mm-hmm. uh, because money is so impactful. It's so important. So that's that's the main goal of it. And people have the opportunity to call into your show 
Um, right. I, I, mm-hmm. I've listened to a few episodes and those are always really helpful because it, a lot of times it's like, oh, I, I had that question too. Yeah. But, you know, you just don't know where you can, uh, you know, go to get answers on on that type of stuff. So that's a really cool feature about your show that I really like. Yeah, I enjoy that as Do well. Do you field the questions? No, no, we don't. So, so have just... you ever had like any on air, like real awkward moments? <laughs> <laughs> you know, surprisingly, no. Uh, and I think a part of that is, you know, we have resources there. I was really nervous to take calls initially. I thought, what if, mm. what if someone calls in and we don't know the answer to the mm. question? Yeah. And now I've learned it doesn't matter if you don't know the answer. You know, mm. you, can, you can research and get back to them or something. So it's generally not not super, super awkward. I, I enjoy that part because I want to know what are people thinking about? What, what are they concerned about? Where are the, the, the points of confusion so we can clear that up? Mm-hmm. And is the um, radio show, have you gotten many... Um, Customers, is that what you? Yes, we clients? have. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been very, very effective uh, from a business standpoint as well. Because again, you're you're trying to talk to people, you're trying to demonstrate competency, you're trying to establish some sort of relationship of trust, and you do that over the air. Yeah. And so when they come in, they already feel like, hey, we know you, we kind of know what you stand for, mm-hmm. uh, and what we do. You know, we practice what we preach, and so you know what we say on the on the radio is is how we implement our financial plan. So it's it's been an effective tool for sure. So I I was curious if Rachel talked a little bit about you know balancing personal life and and your uh, mm-hmm. career in finance. You know you have a radio show, and I want to talk a little bit about your family. You've got a mm-hmm. beautiful family. Thank You've you. Got a beautiful wife, beautiful kids. Um, can you talk a little bit about your family? Yeah. So I uh, have have four kids, um, and I actually adopted my kids uh, here locally. Mm. Um, in the early 2000s uh and they were they were foster kids here locally and and same they're all siblings half siblings um and that was a you know transformative part of of my life when we adopted those uh children and then uh later you know got married and kind of adopted a a fourth child uh and so i come from a family oriented background. Yeah, I, you're, I was raised you're family of 10, right? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm the sixth of 10 children. Wow. So <laughs> family and kids have been a part of my life always. Um, and, you know, it continues to be. Yeah, what was that process beautiful. like, David, um, uh, going through the adoption process in Kern County? Um, yeah, it was it was an eye-opening experience. I know people will say to me, oh, that's so great you did that. And, and you know, I didn't really know what I was getting into. Yeah. Um, I, I, for much of my life, had kind of wanted to adopt children for some reason. And, and so then we heard, oh, you can do it locally and there's a big need out there. And so went through the classes and within three months, what, actually right when we were getting certified to be foster parents, they called and said, well, we have two that we want to keep together. And, and we're like, oh, okay, well, we just wanted one, you know? And, and they, they said, if you want, you can try them out. They said, we, mm-hmm. you can take them for the weekend, see mm-hmm. what you think. And that sounded so strange to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, we'll just, we'll do it. And, and so that was on, I think, a Thursday or Friday. And then Monday, we went in and... and wow. Is it, was it a kids. pretty um, uh, uh, easy process or uh, in terms of like paperwork and yes, going that's through the easy. actual adoption mm-hmm. process? Yes. If people talk about the expenses of, uh-huh. adopt, of adoption. Well, you don't have that if you adopt through uh, a, an organization like uh, uh, Department of, of Health and Human Services. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Beca- okay. They cover all of the costs. 
Um, and the licensing part of it was very, very easy. And I mean, talk about, I, I don't know how you can impact a life more than taking them, yeah. taking mm-hmm. a child, you know, as your own. And, and thing to do. Yeah. So it was easy. Yeah, it's easy to do. Uh, the um, hard in, part's raising them. Your, <laughs> your interest in community and nurturing your relationship with community makes sense when you yeah. say you're a child, a family of 10 children. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you were at a built-in community to yeah, start. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really sweet to see your relationship with all your kids. You really make sure that they get their, their specific interests are nurtured. Uh, yeah, uh, you I just had a to. great <laughs> trip with um, your daughter to New York. Yes, that was great. That was amazing. That was yeah, fun to she see. She loved that. <laughs> what do you see Bakersfield in the next five years? Man, I am so pro Bakersfield. I am I am bullish on Bakersfield. Um, you know, when you look at <laughs> not to talk about finance doing, but if you look at investing, you're interested in buying things that are not at their peak performance. You're buying them low when they're, you know, when when it's building up and Bakersfield's the same way. I would be buying into Bakersfield because mm. there's so much potential. There's so many smart, good people doing really cool things. This is the place to be. Um, I, I look at towns as you can move to a town like LA, for example. There's so much to consume in LA. And I love going down to LA. I can consume the entire time. There's not as much to consume here in Bakersfield, but there's way more to create. Mm. And that is what's so exciting about being in Bakersfield. God, I love that. Because we've, we've talked about that in the past here, you know, the consumer versus the mm-hmm. creator. And here there's just a blank, not blank canvas, but there's a lot of room to really create. Yeah, there really is. Yeah. And, and it's so it's so incredibly rewarding. Mm-hmm. Like when you engage in something mm-hmm. Uh, that, that impacts the community. I mean, you, you yeah. will be paid back tenfold. Definitely. Yeah. Well, David, you should have a radio show. I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being on our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And we thank you for listening to our yeah. podcast. Yeah, I really do enjoy it. You guys are doing such a great job. It's it's so interesting. Yeah. Well, and you're one of the uh, you're one of Hate Drugs' biggest fans. I I'm think. I'm a huge <laughs> Hate Drugs yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited about Hate Drugs. And are you going to the um, BYP block party I am. tonight? Yeah, going tonight. And then I actually there. might be going. Uh, to see them in, on Saturday as well in Pomona because I, I want to talk to a, a guy down there about oh. doing something in Bakersfield, but I won't say anything yet. Okay. I, I love <laughs> Pomona. That's like where oh, really? one of the towns I grew up in. Yeah. Oh, it's, cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, is, is it an artist? Is it an artist? Uh-huh. That you're going to be speaking to? Um, it is a, <laughs> it's a promoter. A promoter. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, like, like a concert promoter. Wheels turning. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've got to talk to Andre about an idea that I have. So. All right. <laughs> well, hey, since you've heard the podcast before, you know what's coming next. It's our last segment called 73 Questions inspired by Vogue's 73 Questions. And this is a lightning round where we just ask you a bunch of questions randomly. Okay. And we need your honest, earnest answer as quickly as possible. We're going to be put, honest, but I will not be earnest. Okay, we're going to put... <laughs> I don't know why I say that. Anyway, just, you, know, you say it every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll be earnest okay. and honest for you. That, those are the rules. All and right, then cool. uh, we're going to put five minutes on the clock and uh, we're going to count the score. Our uh, highest is 37. Can so we're going for quantity, not quality? Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's all about quality. <laughs> all right. Some guests choose to go for quality, okay. which is just as enjoyable. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it doesn't doesn't win. And Andre gets mad when yeah. I have too much commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I get in trouble. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm well, ready. Okay. So we're gonna start with Carla 
and then I'll go Rachel <laughs> and Jesus. All right. Okay. And putting five minutes on the clock and we're going to start right Wait. now. What's one ridiculous thing that you absolutely love? Um, I love The Bachelor. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah. I watch it with my daughter, so oh. I, I totally love it. They're beautiful women. Who do you look yeah. up to? Um, I look up to my business partner, Sherrod Waite. Favorite film? Uh, Swiss Army Man. What is one challenge you've had to overcome in the city of Bakersfield? Um, I think seeing it for what it can be rather than focusing on all the things that I dislike about it. So changing that perspective. What's a purchase of a hundred dollars or less that's been most impactful of your life in your life? Um, I brought, I just recently bought a fantastic lightweight, uh, sleeping bag that was just under a hundred dollars. I think it's going to be great for me. So (laughs) (laughs) a favorite Bakersfield neighborhood. Uh, I like, I love downtown. So, you know, all of the downtown neighborhoods I enjoy. How do you like to spend your birthday? Um, I like to just have no responsibilities, chill, relax, spend time with friends. If you could see any type of development in Bakersfield, what would it be? Uh, I'd love to have some more, uh, venues for music. Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice or Under Pressure by Bowie Queen? Oh, under pressure. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Three words to describe yourself. Uh, tall, uh, g- g- goofy with an intense dislike for cilantro. <laughs> more than words. But. That was good. Um, when you were young, what did you want to be when you grew up? A stunt man. Yes. <laughs> um, Duors or Rosemary's? Uh, dwarfs. Yeah. Give us one financial tip. It can be anything along any lines. Um, good financial. Uh, it, it's all about behavior. It's all about behavior. It's not about understanding stocks, bonds. It's all about managing your behavior. If you can manage your behavior, you'll be good with money. Manage if, your behavior, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Get together. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> We're timing this. Okay, if, you could, if you could travel back in time 20 years and you had five seconds to tell a younger self one thing, what would it be? Uh, you're, you're not going anywhere. You're already, you're already there. You're mm. just, we're always right here. Mm. Don't worry about the future too much. Introvert or extrovert? Uh, d- definitely both. I, I, I need people. I'm energized by people, but I also really like alone time. So I, I need them both. Uh, what are you most enchanted by? Uh, nature, for sure. That was the question I knew was coming. Enchanted by. <laughs> That's my signature question. Yeah. Uh, what book are you reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? I'm um, reading currently uh, Robert Price, Bakersfield Sound. Book that that had on the podcast. Yeah. And um, Michael Paul on How to Change Your Mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Favorite comfort food? Uh, I like <sighs> chips, probably. <laughs> Salty <laughs> things. Yeah. Hot dogs. I'm love street dogs yeah. Mm. yeah what's your perfect night out in bakersfield and does it end with a street dog <laughs> yeah if it doesn't if yeah it definitely ends with the street dog uh just making my way around town having some good food good people I, I love the movement of downtown you know being able to go to different places and see see what's happening what's your biggest pet peeve uh i would say 
people that when confronted with new information do not adjust their point of view. What's Bakersfield's best kept secret? I would say the Mercado Latino. Oh. Yeah, that's such a great place. Mm -hmm. What will they say in your eulogy? (laughs) Uh, I have no idea. I hope that I left the world a little better or those around me a little better. Mm -hmm. I would hope. Do you have any reoccurring dreams? No, I don't. I don't dream actually. Really? Yeah, at least I don't remember my dreams. Mm, that's I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> if you could yeah. have a personal slogan, what would it be? Um, I just try it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No one, no one dies and says, "I'm so glad I didn't do it." You know, it's, it's true. You, you yeah. just do it. Yeah. Uh, favorite musician, band, song. Oh man, I I love music. I love uh, let's see, Avett Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, they're probably my my favorite. But I'll, I do not like their latest album. Oh. Uh, Joseph has a new album that I love. Vampire Weekend, I love. I love Vampire. And that is time. You oh. had a total of twenty five questions That's answered. Super disappointing. But they were <laughs> no. they were quality. They were yes. quality. Uh, they were quality. You're a quality guy. All we right, like we right, like it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take and it. And Rachel interjected way too much, but that's okay. <laughs> we love her for it. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> David Anderson, thank you so much for being part of the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. We really appreciate you. Yeah, my pleasure. And Great th- conversation. Yeah, we want to thank the listeners as well for always listening and for downloading the uh, podcast and for sharing it and liking it on social media. What is it? Facebook and uh, Instagram? And Instagram, and we're also on LinkedIn. Oh. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Hazen. So business friendly. (laughs) We have something for everyone. (laughs) Where's our MySpace? (laughs) We don't have one of those. Does that still exist? I don't know. (laughs) Well, a big thanks to Brian Boozer at Om Studios for producing today's show and every show. And thank you to Hate Drugs for uh, the opening and closing theme music. And again, thank you to all of you. Hello Bakersfield is a podcast and product of The Hub of Bakersfield. Check them out at thehubofbakersfield.org. That's our show. Until next week, bye Bakersfield. Goodbye. See you later. Bye Bakersfield. Bye Bakersfield. Bye, Bakersfield.